Mr. Reynoso's most favorite student of all time. This week, our guests are Emma Piccioni and Anna Maria Thomas. On today's episode, we discuss what it means to finally be an eighth grade student at St. Francis of Assisi Elementary School. And now here's the host, Mr. Reynoso. Excellent job. One take, Ruthie Palco. That's her new nickname. All right, so uh, here we are. Uh, first episode of season two. Are you a big fan of Netflix? Yes. All right. Are you a big fan of Netflix, Emma? Yeah. All right. So, uh, so now, so you know how important season two is. You've got all the you've got all the hype of season one to live up to. So, uh, they always say season two is never as good as season one. We're going to prove them wrong. So, uh, welcome to our first episode of season two. I believe this is episode seventeen. But uh, here we go. And uh, are you holding back a sneeze? It's, we, we, have, uh, we have lots of sneezes in this. You can go ahead and sneeze. You can go ahead and sneeze. I'm not going to say your name because I don't want to make you think that I'm, we're doing it for, uh, for popularity's sakes. Uh, so bless you, anonymous student. Um, all right, so here we go. We have Emma. We have Anna Maria. And we are at the culmination of our first week as an eighth grader. Uh, first off, Emma, what year did you start here at St. Francis? I started in second grade. Second grade. And Anna Maria? I started in TK. TK, wow! Yeah, you're a veteran here, so this is this is this is it. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about what it was like coming here from second grade in just a minute. But now, but I want to get into the mind of a student who has been here for, since TK. This is your tenth year as a student at St. Francis. Uh, uh, are you? Is it a big deal right now, or are you just not thinking about it too much that this is your final year here? It's a big deal. Why? And make sure to speak up because uh, yeah. not only because I'm deaf, but so that it picks up your voice. Um, I've been here for, I don't know, I can't do math. I've been here since... This is your 10th year. Well, <laughs> you, wait, well, well, hold on, hold on. Um, have you been held back at all? No. Okay, no, and not, I'm not saying that to insult you because that is something that most schools frown upon holding people back, but I think that sometimes it's important. It's, you know, you, they, they need that, but you, you were never held back. No. Okay, so this is your 10th year at St. Francis. Yes. So talk, let's talk about that. Um, I don't know, it's weird, because I thought I'd be a lot more of, like, a bigger person. Like, not only, like, physically, but also, like, mentally. Because mm -hmm. I remember when I was, a, like, a smaller kid, I used to think that these 8th graders were, like, these huge monsters. But now that I'm in 8th grade, I just think that I'm still just as small as I was in, like, 4th grade. Well, how so? What is it? I mean, because you were definitely taller than you were in 4th grade, but that doesn't make a... That doesn't make a difference. Yeah, uh, height, the height, and I was... Uh, I was... I graduated eighth grade. I was four foot ten. I was four foot ten when I graduated. No, four foot nine when I graduated eighth grade. Yeah, so just that has nothing to do. I don't think I'm not going to ask you how tall you are, but um, so what is it about inside? I'm getting the feeling that you feel like inside you're not as grown up as you think an eighth grader should be. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think I'm as grown up as I thought. Like eighth graders were when I was a kid. Okay, and what was your impression when you were? All right, I had you as a fourth as a student in fourth grade. What was your impression of eighth graders when you were in fourth grade? Like there were these huge people that like you can't talk to because they're just too above for you. Is that a good thing? Well, it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's <laughs> just that they're like they're big. All right. Well, Emma, let's bring you into this. Uh, she uh, she was talking about how like eighth graders are like this these huge monsters that are above that too good for you to talk to. Um, did you feel that way when you were younger? Yeah, I 
felt it for a lot longer than I expected. It was probably more like towards fifth grade because I still didn't know them and they looked and acted like adults from mm -hmm. what I saw. So it was still kind of like the huge older kids that like you don't want to... Well, what if there are kids who feel that way about you guys, that feel like you're too good for them to talk to? Is that is that a feeling you want like these second graders or these first graders to feel? No, because I mean, I love little kids, so I love talking to them because they're very cute and adorable, so I wouldn't want them to think that, mm -hmm. but I'm sure some of them do because we're so much older. Okay, now you said you started in second grade, right? Yes. Uh, Mr. McCrimmons? Yes. Okay, Mr. McCrimmons was your, or as you called him in second grade, Mr. M. Okay. Um, uh, what was your impression when you started here at the school? Um, I think it was easier for me since I had already known, I had known Drew before mm -hmm. because our families have been friends for a very long time. And then I knew someone that used to be in our class too. Mm -hmm. So I knew a couple of people and that made it a lot easier. In this class, I feel like with some of the new kids, they already feel like they're a part of the class mm -hmm. very soon into the school year. Yeah. So it wasn't as hard. I feel like it might just be this class or just the school. Now, I know she's not a guest, but you talked about your connection with Drew. Anna Maria, do you know my connection with Drew? No. I don't know if anyone in the, all right, so the studio audience, we have, and this, by, if I may say, this is the best looking studio audience I've ever had. Give yourselves a round of applause. Um, anyone, I know Drew knows this, at least I think she does. Any, raise your hand if you know my connection with Drew. Okay, well, cool. I think I have, like, two people raising their hand. I think one person's just raising their hand because he's going to take a guess. But uh, my connection with Drew is that I went to elementary school with her aunt. Her aunt was in my class. We went. It's no longer an elementary school. It was St. Peter's Elementary. Uh, no longer an elementary school. Um, but I went, to, I went to elementary school with, with her aunt. And her father, I just remember him as uh, Anna Maria's little brother. And all that. And in fact, I went to her aunt's, I want to say, 13th birthday party. I, maybe you can, maybe, maybe Drew can, I went to her 13th birthday party and I got her an air supply record for her birthday. <laughs> I don't know if she remembers. I had no idea. I'm like, I'm, and I know I was in eighth grade. Yeah, I was in eighth grade. So I was 12. I think she was turning 13. I got her an air supply. I had no idea what to get a girl in in eighth grade. She was nice. She was like, she was one of the people who was nice to me in eighth grade. There was, there was, there was, there was her aunt, Anna Maria. There was, uh, there was, uh, there was Terry or Teresa. And then there was their friend, Tammy, who was my girlfriend for two whole weeks in seventh grade. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk the entire time we were quote unquote going together. But it's like, we talked all the time. And then when we were boyfriend and girlfriend, we ignored each other. It's the weirdest relationship ever. She broke up with me right before summer, right before summer started, because she didn't want to be held down to be in a committed relationship. <laughs> we're seventh graders. A committed relationship meant, oh yeah, we're going together. You know, we wrote pieces of paper back. Do you like me? Check yes or no. That was it. So, that was it, and all that. So you guys, uh, never, I not in getting into it. Anyway, we're talking about my embarrassing uh, love life as a seventh grader. Uh, so let's get back to eighth grade. For you guys, your eighth grade experience, what's something that, um, I don't know, what's a, not a misconception, but what's a, what's a, a belief that you think eighth grade should be like, Anna Maria? We'll start with you. 
Um, I think eighth graders should be like good role models, but they should also like the other kids should be should feel comfortable with them. Okay, so that's uh, that's the perfect answer to give a teacher. Uh, what about what about for you? For, like socially, what should what's what's eighth grade gonna be like for you in terms of everything outside the classroom? All right, let's talk. Uh, I, I see. I don't know this. Do seventh graders go to Cotillion? No. No. So uh, are you familiar with what Cotillion is? Yeah. Okay. Are you looking forward to this? At yes. All, all right. Um, tell me a little bit more about the, that social side. What are you, what are you looking forward to? Um, I think it's going to be exciting to um, meet new kids from other schools. Okay. Cotillion. All right. You're looking for acceptance and from yeah, other people's yeah, yeah. answers. All right. How about how about you, Emma? What are you looking What are you looking forward to? Or what do you think it means to be an eighth grader? Um, well, I think for an eighth grader, it means well. I would like to get a lot closer with our class because. Mm -hmm. Do you feel, and not to put you on the spot, do you feel like this class could be closer? Yeah. Okay. I feel like all people could kind of be closer. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing I thought was was uh, interesting and humorous was that uh, when we did our beginning of the year retreat, um, after my favorite part is when you guys get to write a letter to yourselves. And it's really cool because at the end of the year, we're going to go across the street to the Paris Center and do an all-day retreat, and you're going to get that letter back, and you're going to read to your... No one's going to read your letter. You're going to be the only person that reads your letter. You're going to get to see that letter, and you're going to write another letter that's going to be mailed to you uh, before you start high school. So it's kind of neat. You get to communicate with yourself over time. Um, point being, after that, everyone kind of comes back and sits where they want to sit, and it was really interesting how all the girls sat on one side and all the boys sat on the other. I had one trailblazer, I think it was Nate, who sat on the side with the girl. I think he looked around, hmm, he came over and he sat down and he's going to be different. But other than that, um, and I kind of noticed that, not to put everyone on the spot, but I kind of noticed that when we line up. Yes. Yeah. You quote unquote line up, as far yeah. as eighth graders can line up. That it's mostly the girls are up front and the guys are in the back. Yeah. Has it always been like that? Kind of, yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. Wow, I, has it? Because it wasn't like that in fourth grade. You guys kind of were uh, mixed a little more in terms of like. I mean, I'm sure you hung out with certain people, but like, you really didn't care where you were, who you were standing next to, and all that in fourth grade. When do you think that happens? Because it's normal yeah. that like, ugh, they're going to be over there, we're going to be over here. When do you think that happens? Because it wasn't in fourth grade. I don't think it's like, I don't think we don't like them. I don't think we're purposely like staying away from them. I just think it's just like a natural thing that we like kind of sit with our friends and it just happens to be that we're friends with girls and they're friends with guys. So. Okay, and do you, would you agree with that, Emma? And why, if you, if you do? Yeah, because I feel like we, our friends have just happened to be girls and like the girls in our class and guys have like gotten closer, but really not with like, the other people just look like the girls have gotten closer and then like the guys have gotten closer? Uh, I think that's important because like as a teacher, sometimes teachers might be tempted to say, oh no, 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 we're not going to have this. Boys and girls, you have to sit next to a boy, girl, boy, girl. And like, but I think we need to, to understand the importance of that of that friendship, of guys making friends with other guys, girls making friends with other girls, as well as, you know, mixing it up. Uh, so like when we look at high school, 
have you guys thought about which high schools you want to go to? Yes. Uh, Anna Maria, which high school would you like to go to? Christian Brothers. Christian Brothers. And Emma? I would also like to go to Christian Brothers. Christian Brothers. Okay. I'm not, gonna, I'm not, going, to, uh, not going to say anything, but I'm a former Falcon. Nice. You know, I went to Christian Brothers. However, back in the Stone Age, when I went to Christian Brothers, it was an all-guys school. There were two all-boys schools. There was Christian Brothers and there was Jesuit. There were three all-girls schools. There was Bishop Minogue, St. Francis, and Loretto. And so you had, the girls had three different choices of schools to go to. Uh, boys had two different choices. Uh, due to uh, poor enrollment, uh, Bishop Minogue closed down. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then they, then Christian Brothers absorbed that. They, the girls from Bishop Minogue ended up going to Christian Brothers and, and all that. And then Loretto ended up closing down as well, I believe also due to enrollment. And it's expensive to run a school. So that just left us with, now there's three choices. You've got uh, St. Francis High School, all girls, Jesuit High School, all boys, Christian Brothers, co-ed. So you're both saying Christian Brothers, the co-ed high school. You're going to be in situations where you have no other choice, but you've got to, you know, you've got to socialize and communicate with guys. Mm -hmm. How important do you think it is that we, that you know, girls who go to St. Francis that they form that bond with other with other young women, and boys who go to Jesuit that they form that bond with other young men? How important do you think that is? I think it's really important to have friends that are. Why? Because it's. I mean, you can kind of. I mean, you can relate with guys, too, but I mean, I think it's important to be able to talk to... I mean, there's subjects that you would talk to women about that you can't really feel comfortable talking to with men, Yeah. right? So I think it's good to have a bond that, like, you can get closer and share more things, I think. And Emma, what's, what's your input on that? Yeah, I kind of have the same answer as Anna Maria because I think it's... A lot of the girls go through, like similar things so I mean it's easier to talk to them and relate and next week on Classroom Radio we're going to talk about our changing bodies <laughs> no not to get off topic but a long long time ago when Mr. Reynoso was the only male teacher here at St. Francis believe it or not I was the only male teacher and when it came to family life oh, in junior high oh, they would say alright Mr. Reynoso we're going to get someone to teach your class so you can talk to the boys about family life Former family life student of mine, Mr. Perot. <laughs> Another formerly, former family life student of mine, Eric, or Mr. Oh Church. God. When they were in junior high, I was the only male teacher here, and so they would have me do the family life lesson with the boys while one of the female teachers did the family life lesson with the girls, and I just thought that was silly. I'm like, really? Come on. It's a, anywho. Um, all right, but then what about those cases where there's a girl who, quite frankly, she feels more comfortable to hanging out and talking to the guys, and there's a guy who, quite frankly, feels more comfortable hanging out with the girls? What kind of situation does that put them in? Because, like I said, when I bring up the story about, uh, about my, my, uh, my connection to Drew, the three people who I was closest friends with in junior high were Drew's aunt and her two friends, who were both female. Now, granted, I hung out with them because I had the biggest crush on one of them. You know, but uh, but the, the, the fact of the matter is, uh, Anna Maria and, or Anna Marie and, and, and Terry were two of my best friends in seventh and eighth grade. And whether they felt that way about me or not, they were the ones I hung out with every time at recess, every time at lunch, and like I went, I didn't go to many birthday parties. I went to Anna Marie's birthday party. 
I, I went. I didn't go uh, hang out for movie nights at friends' house all night. I went to Terry's house to watch uh, Poltergeist for the first time. You know, back then we had these things called videotapes. <laughs> we watched it on videotape. But like, these were two of my friends. Not that I got along with the guys, but I wasn't into. I didn't play sports. All the boys in my in my eighth grade class played sports. I wasn't into that. I was into the Three Stooges, um, and I was into. Um, well, I was I was into Tammy pretty much. She was she was the girl I, I had a crush on all throughout seventh and eighth grade. I keep reading. You're going to hear about her throughout the years. Okay. You know, I think she's married and has kids and is super happy. So great for her. Um, but point being, what about those kids who maybe it's the guy who likes to hang out with the girls and the girl who likes to hang out with the guys? What about what's a, when we have a class like this where there's that visual separation of boys and girls? What what kind of position do you think it puts them in? That's a big question I'm asking you. So, Emma, give it a shot. Um. In other words, how could we kind of break that stigma that boys, you, have, you guys are going to hang out over here, girls, you're going to hang out over here. Because what if there's a boy who's like, you know, I'm really friends with a couple of those girls over there. They're the ones I like talking to. Or there's a girl who's like, I'm really friends with these guys over here, but I, I kind of feel like I've got to be over here because all the girls are over here. How do we break that stigma? Um, I can imagine that it could be a little like weird or scary for like a guy when when there is that visual separation to hang out with the girls. He might feel like weird or awkward. Mm -hmm. And same thing vice versa. When a girl wants to hang out with guys, it mm -hmm. might feel weird. But I hope that we're all comfortable enough with each other that we don't feel that like we judge each other based upon who we hang out with because it's all personal preference. We don't have to like it doesn't have to be weird or awkward. Mm. And I think that's that's a that's a, an amazing point. Um, I'm sitting there as going through emails, and we've got our first big field trip coming up in October, where we're going to the Gateway Mountain Center, and we're going to spend three three days up in the mountains, <laughs> pretty much. But you know, but when it comes to our sleeping quarters, uh, boys are on the first floor, girls are on the second floor, so there's definitely that privacy there. But we're going to be in groups. We're going to be in, you're going to be in, it's not going to, you're not going to be grouped with just girls or just guys. You're going to be mixed up and have that opportunity. So, I don't know, just on the outside, when I see it, it's not cause for concern, but I'm like, huh, I want to see them kind of interacting with each other. Yeah. You know, but uh, not just in a classroom setting, but also in a social setting. I think it's important for, um, I think it's important for girls to, to I'm a firm believer that, Oftentimes, there can be a difference in the way a guy thinks about something and the way a girl thinks about something. And in some, sometimes people might say, Mr. Reynoso, that's sexist. You know, I'm like, but that's just the way I feel. I feel sometimes men think a certain way, women can think a different way. Not one's right or wrong, they can just be different. And it's important for men to understand how a woman feels and how a woman's going to think about something and how a woman might uh, react to something. Just I think women should understand how a man feels and how a man might react to something. And that's, a, that's just something important. I'm babbling on and on right now. And you guys are the stars of the show. So um, we're going to wrap up our first episode of season two. Um, so we'll go back and listen to this maybe in the last week of school. Uh, so I'm going to have you, um, just, like, just like with the... Uh, um, the retreat where you wrote a letter to yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have you give yourself a message. Okay. I'll, and I'll start first, and then you can then uh, Anna Maria, you can go, and then Emma, you can go, and then we'll we'll 
we'll end the episode and the studio audience will get their things and, and maybe Ben will finally sneeze. I'm not sure. Anyway, so to my uh, uh, month of May, Mr. Reynoso, I hope uh, you've enjoyed your second year as the eighth grade teacher. And I, I hope that you learn a lot about uh, not only the kids, but you learn a lot about yourself because of your opportunity to work with them. And uh, yeah, that's about all I'm going to tell you, Mr. Reynoso. So uh, good luck. And that's a darn good looking tie you're wearing today. All right. <laughs> Anna Maria, say, give a message to uh, May 17th, Anna Maria. Um, I hope you are a little less stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so, too, because otherwise I didn't do my job. Oh, no, it wouldn't be your fault. Oh, it thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. A hundred million extra bonus points for Anna Maria. Go ahead. Um, I hope that you cherish the memories of being with this class for the last year. That's adorable. All right, Emma, your message to May 17th, Emma. Um, I hope that you aren't, you're more comfortable with the fact that you're leaving and you enjoyed your last year here and that you have, be taller, grow. Okay. <laughs> uh, just physically? Yeah. <laughs> all right, just physically, not emotionally. All right, no. cool. And uh, everyone, everyone in the studio audience, say hi to the soon-to-be graduating class of 2019. And that's that wraps it up for episode, I believe, episode 17 or uh, episode one of season two. This has been Classroom Radio. Hey, class,